stargazers, welcome to 7th House Astrology, where I take any topic that is astrological or anything related to the topics of relationship or romance, and I investigate it under the lens of Sinistry Astrology, otherwise known as Love or Relationship Astrology. I am your host, Sandra Misek, and I'm so glad that you guys have joined me today. So, since it's been very clear since December the 20th, that we're kind of in a very retrograde sort of mind. And what I mean by this is that as of the 20th of December of last year, that's right, Mercury, as if Mars retrograde was not enough in the in the skies right now, Mercury went retrograde. So we're not only still in Mars retrograde, we're now in Mercury retrograde. So since we are in a very retrograde period in the heavens and kind of in a retrograde state of mind, I decided for this week's episode to actually dive into, well, actually we're starting to go into the generational planets. We'll be going into Jupiter retrograde and covering what that means in general, as well as what that means when it comes to relationships and sinistry astrology, what to expect, what, what to watch out for. Um, but a little bit of a heads up when it comes to uh, Jupiter retrograde. So one of the nice things about the generational planets is that not only does it occur uh, very, I mean, it takes a couple of months for these planets to actually go into retrograde. It's very unlike Mercury retrograde, where it seems like every other month or every other week it's going retrograde. With the generational plants, it takes some time, uh, particularly with Jupiter retrograde. It takes like nine months before it actually goes retrograde again. The nice thing about the generational plants is that their influence is a little bit more subtle in the heavens as opposed to where with the personal planets, so such as Mercury, Venus, and Mars, we feel it a lot more heavily. And um, I think the biggest reason for that is, so if we go back to the evolution of the planets in astrology, uh, Mer Mercury, Venus, and Mars and their energies are usually cultivated when we're very young children. So like when we start to first speak as children, that's where our Mercury placements start to become active. That's where the Mercury energy in our charts starts to, you know, kind of become more active for us. Um, the same with Venus, because with um, learning how to speak comes learning how to socialize and how we relate to people, as well as how we can either love or our connection to people uh, with that, within that regard. I think Venus might also start a little bit earlier than that too with um, being cared for, um, you know, with the moon, with um, our moon uh, signs and phases or with our moon signs. And then um, of course, with all of this said, I feel like Mars is kind of, you know, that Mars is also a very early planet in the regard that we start to learn survivalist skills when we're very like, when we're toddlers, basically, and um, that kind of evolves with us throughout this time. The point being that, um, you know, with the personal planets, these are energies that we've dealt with for quite an, a number of years. And so even though um, when the planets go retrograde up in the heavens, and even though they might be in a different position from our, our natal chart, the, you know, the positions of the uh, personal planets in our natal chart, um, we still feel them very closely. 
um, in the regard that they develop very early on in our consciousness and our psyche. Also, the personal planets are closer to the Earth, so their influence, I just have to say, is a little bit greater. The generational planets, on the other hand, you know, they're a little, they take a longer time to develop. Actually, normally when they start to develop is when we're starting to get into our, maybe our teens, into our twenties. Sometimes I feel like even with generational planets, um, I'm like, well, kind of coming, I'm going to be coming into my forties as of next year. And there are times where I feel like I'm still learning some of the um, essence of my generational planets. Um, they, they take years to learn, years to develop. The concepts of the generational planets also as well are very loftier than that of the personal planets. So I feel like when they go into retrograde, being as lofty as they are, um, it's again more, it, it feels more like a subtle influence. The, the influence is not as great, at least on my radar. Um, I don't feel it as much and as often. I might feel a little subtle shifts and a little subtle, um, you know, changes here and there. But again, kind of not as pronounced. And I think it's just because they're just loftier themes behind it. And, you know, also the generational planets are farther away from our planet Earth. So their gravitational pull, their influence is just not as great as with um, the personal planets, you know, the planets that are closest to us. But uh, with that said, with the uh, generational planets going retrograde, it's it's kind of nice um, because, like I said, um, while, you know, like I said, the influence is very subtle. It doesn't cause the the huge and the biggest of disruptions as some of the personal planets can. Um, they're like I said again, it's just a very, it's just like a subtle shift in your life. Um, certain things may be a little bit different, but it's like a little tweak in your life and little tweaks to kind of keep in mind and still be a little bit memorable. Um, I know it sounds a little contradictory, but, um, yeah, they're, they're memorable, but like I said, little tweaks here and there, um, when it comes to that. So that's always the good news. And like I said, it takes a number of months for them to kind of get into retrograde a action. And, uh, you know, with that said, why don't we go ahead and jump right into Jupiter retrograde, which actually, uh, I do have to say it's one of those planets that when it goes into retrograde, it actually tries to work with you, unlike many of the other planets. Um, it really does try to work with you as much as possible. Um, how much it works with you, as with any as with any retrograde planet, is really up to how much you're willing to go inward and really kind of explore the inner landscape. So with that said, I know with Jupiter retrograde, what the first thoughts that I kind of came to was, okay, so Jupiter is that planet of luck. It's a planet of expansion. It's a planet of healing, planet of growth all the way around. And I just thought to myself, it's like, okay, with all these things, so when it goes retrograde, what does luck go out the window? Does it flush down the toilet? Are people more narrow-minded? Uh, does health also go out the window? Um, does prosperity, is prosperity really terrible? So it's like, this like a terrible time to, you know, take a look at your funds. And 
Well, um, as I've mentioned with Venus retrograde, even though Jupiter doesn't really hold matter of finances, you know, it's more like um, the planet that gives you the wealth, um, Venus is how you manage it. I would still say that when it comes to any sort of ideas, especially expansive minded ideas, when it comes to like, say, investing, I would still recommend that you hold off on that while Jupiter is in retrograde. Um, biggest reason that, you know, you might not lose a ton, but, um, you know, it, it's, it, if nothing else, the market could be dicey. If nothing else, situations could just lead to, um, some dicey matters or some, you know, you might be so expansive that you don't really realize that maybe some of your money might be involved in a scam or might be involved in something shady. Um, so I just say kind of, um, I think with all retrograde cycles or with all the planets in retrograde, that um, you avoid anything risky or that you avoid anything that's really big and out of this world. But according to Rachel Stewart Haas, um, the loss of luck, people are more narrow-minded. It's not an indicator of that, actually. Uh, really, more than anything, what she had mentioned, now this is also going to sound a little contradictory, so I'm going to follow this up with a personal example from what I had dealt with in the last year. But she said, you know, well, loss of fortune or loss of luck is really not the the, the very indicative force. What will happen is that um, Jupiter also being that of opportunity, lots of opportunity will come knocking at your door at this time. Now, that may seem like a really good thing. And, you know, it can be a good thing. However, she does warn this is more of a time when that opportunity comes knocking instead of like grasping it as you would when Jupiter goes direct. When it's in retrograde, it's more of a matter that you should really think that opportunity through and really or maybe that circumstances will force you to really think that opportunity through and not really go through with it. Um, a great example, last time that Jupiter went retrograde was close to Thanksgiving of this last year. I remembered um, when I was at my day job, um, I had uh, come in, I mean, it was a shorter day, um, the day before Thanksgiving. So that was, that was really nice. But I remembered my boss had come up to me and had um, given me a project that I thought was like a really it was a very special project. Um, it was very, very involved. And I thought I was kind of, you know, being the the special kid on the block, really, in, in getting involved with this project. And I, I kind of felt really great and like a million bucks by the time I walked out of the office. Well, that next, the following Monday, I found out from a former coworker that actually everybody was working on this project, that I wasn't the special kid on the block and that I didn't have uh, these special projects weren't just reserved for me. Actually, as a matter of fact, what was happening was this particular project was getting backlogged. My boss needed everyone's help when it came to it. So everybody basically worked on it. Which, you know, in, in retrospect, when I kind of take a look at it, um, that actually is a good thing. Um, so that's where Jupiter, I think, kind of works with everybody. Um, everyone got a slice of the pie. Everyone got an opportunity to do the special project. 
But by the same token, I do have to say I felt very foolish and kind of foolhardy in thinking that, oh, he's assigning this to me. I get a special project. And it turns out, um, yeah, that was for not. I'm, I'm not the I'm not the special kid on the block. I'm not I'm not any more special than everybody else. But I think that can be a good egalitarian sort of a situation in that regard. So to actually step back and kind of notice the egalitarianism of the whole situation, I think was great. The fact that I got a little bit of experience in something that's of higher level was also a nice opportunity, but, you know, kind of looking at in retrospect, um, if I were the only one who happened to be getting this project, it also knowing how this project was going and how like massive it was, it would have been overwhelming. And, um, I mean, while I would have felt like the special kid on the block for a little while, it would have been overwhelming. Um, and that's also something that is not very desirable. Productivity would probably wane. I'd probably would get burned out. So again, those factors kind of came into my view. So once again, that's one example of how Jupiter retrograde can kind of have you reassess the opportunities that come your way. It's like, don't just say, yes right away when Jupiter's in retrograde, maybe wait for the fine print or maybe wait for the other shoe to drop. Um, if you should happen to accept an opportunity, um, just really kind of don't, don't be too celebratory too soon, especially if it's a great opportunity. Don't celebrate too soon. Um, again, wait for that other shoe to drop, wait for the, the butt and the, the things that are being withheld from you as well. Um, Rachel Stewart Haas also mentions that at this time, a lot of people actually deal with issues of greed and excessiveness. Um, they kind of come up to the fore uh, when it when it kind of comes to this retrograde cycle, which again, um, you know, with Jupiter, it brings about like good fortune, therefore good health, and therefore good, like good vibes. Like people are usually very jovial under Jupiter direct. Uh, people are really very, um, the people who are usually have a very prominent Jupiter position are very, you know, friendly, and they're very kind, and very open natured. Um, however, with retrograde, greed becomes an issue. Um, possessiveness can also become a huge issue when it comes down to that. What I would recommend when it comes to greed in this particular planet, again, um, retrograde planets always uh, cause us to look inward again. This would be a great time to actually take a look at what exactly is making you greedy. And, and don't, don't completely be like me. Don't be kind of like a, a lot of different astrologers or a lot of different people who do follow, like myself, who follow astrology and just say, oh, well, Jupiter retrogrades making me do it. No, 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 no. When we look inside, we're actually taking a look at actual you know, substantial things that actually are making us feel this way. Like maybe there's an instance in your life that's causing you to feel very pervert. Or there's an instance in life that's causing you to feel that you need to start hoarding all your assets or that you need to start hoarding as much as you can when it comes to financial opportunities. 
maybe this situation might trigger something from childhood where you came up from a, a family that didn't have a ton of resources. Or if you were like me as a young child, I grew up like in my tweens to teens, my parents were undergoing debt and I felt like I couldn't ask for anything. And it's like, forget asking for anything because they were already trying to handle their financial baggage. They were already trying to handle what was going on in their life at that time. So um, forget about trips to the mall, forget about, I mean, I had to do with a lot less and um, I was able to do it, but you know, maybe there's something in this current situation that's causing you to become greedy that might have triggered a childhood situation like from coming from less. Maybe you might not have come from less, but maybe there might have just been something in you triggered that might cause a, a, a situation where you feel like you have to have more or you have to have um, a bigger slice of the pie. And, you know, maybe there's those issues that are popping up. This would be a great time to not only assess those issues. If you want to be like me, where I go, like sometimes when I assess deep issues at my Pluto position starts to activate and I really start to go really deep myself. If you want to go deep and you can handle it and you have the tough skin, you have the wherewithal to do it, this would be a great time to do that. If you don't, you don't have to go in too deep. You don't have to score yourself. You don't have to cause yourself to have to, you know, check in and see a therapist. Um, you can just kind of reevaluate. It's like maybe the situation did trigger a, a past situation that happened. And, you know, um, the overall situation when it comes down to, to retrograde is really resolving it you know, trying to resolve it, try to get out onto a better subject, onto a better topic. If greed's an issue, maybe trying to find the abundance that you do have in your life. Um, recently, I've been doing a little bit of intense sati. It's I-N-T-E-N-S-A-T-I. And um, in the workouts, uh, Patricia Moreno actually has a, a workout for I Am Rich Today. And uh, basically, if you're not familiar with intense sati, it's basically exercise with affirmations. And so um, with that, you know, with the exercises, one affirmation was, I am rich in all ways. And um, basically, in be saying that I am rich in all ways, you're kind of reassessing what is prosperity, what is being rich in all ways. Sometimes it doesn't mean it actually, you know, more likely than not, it doesn't mean how much you have in your bank account. It doesn't mean how many fine Persian rugs you own. Um, you know, it doesn't mean that you have everything. You have the perfect dream life. You have the perfect dream job. You have the perfect dream career and the perfect people around you. Sometimes uh, everyone can have all of that and still feel very covert or somebody, somebody can have all that and not still feel very secure. So maybe reassessing what you do actually have that you're really grateful for. Maybe it's your health. Maybe it's the fact that you have a roof over your head, that you actually have utilities, that you have cable, um, that you that you can afford Netflix, that you're unlike me and you can afford Netflix and stream. Um, you know, that uh, you might have a really supportive family or you have a really great pet, like a great dog or a great cat. 
or you have really super awesome friends who are there for you 24-7, no matter what. Maybe if they're not there for you 24-7, they're, they're just there for you, that you can call on them, you can trust on them anytime, and they're looking out for you. You know, maybe the gratitude, maybe the way in which you're rich is that you might have your guardian angels around you and that you might have some, you know, things that are miraculous that happen to you every day. Again, these are things to reassess during Jupiter retrograde to actually kind of take into mind that maybe, maybe being rich or maybe being prosperous can be achieved in a different way. And maybe, um, being prosperous is not, like I said, again, it's maybe the non-tangibles, the things that we can't see, possess, feel, touch. Maybe they're the things that already exist with us. Maybe we have what we need and we don't need any more. And I think that this is a great time to really take a look at that as well. So the last two points that Rachel Stewart Haas makes are don't make a gamble. Um, so that kind of goes in with um, financial risk. Um, kind of like with Venus retrograde, don't don't go to E-Trade and go crazy, okay? Or don't go to um, the place that holds your Roth IRA, transfer all your funds to a very high-risk sort of venture because um, good chance with uh, Jupiter retrograde, you could lose it. Um, kind of like with Venus retrograde, you could lose it. Or even worse, you could find out that you invested in something that's a sham. Um, in fact, it was actually at this time, I thought I was investing with a um, financial, you know, like a creditor that would help me with my debts. It turned out that they were a, by the Better Business Bureau, that they were also a scam. So I would say definitely do it during Jupiter retrograde. Watch out with um, scams. Watch out where you invest your money. I would say if you can wait till Jupiter goes direct, invest then. Um, use this time kind of like with Venus retrograde to just kind of assess what's what's going on. Maybe maybe think about investing, kind of research a little bit more about investing, kind of get a, a kind of a no no wherewithal. Um, if you're thinking about wanting to go to a high end yield sort of fund, do the research. You know the positives, the negatives, the pros, the cons. I'll tell you this much: with high end high yield uh, bonds. Uh, very likely that you're able, you, you'll gain a lot in a short amount of time, and then you'll lose a lot in a short amount of time. And that doesn't, it, it doesn't matter which transits are in the sky at that point. So that's a huge con right there. But you know, maybe there might be some pros. Maybe you might need to have that boost. And then once you get that boost, you can go back to a more conservative fund. Um, you know, this is a good time to research, to ask questions um, with your, like say you have a, a Roth IRA, ask questions with the company. If like, say you can move to a high risk fund, but then maybe once you get those gains, move back into the low risk fund, into the more conservative funds. Um, you know, really um, reassess your financial situations. And again, don't make a gamble and you can help it because, you know, with all retrograde plants, when you make a gamble, it turns out so badly. And I've heard the horror stories. I've, I've seen the individuals who've done it. I've heard the horror stories. It's not fun. Not at all. And then uh, Jupiter retrograde, the last uh, point that R Rachel Stewart Haas had mentioned is a time to reevaluate and wait to gain momentum. When it comes to all matters of life, 
um, to just, you know, really take stock and kind of pause and just see, you know, kind of like with the opportunities, just kind of see where it can lead for you. You know, again, kind of doing your research, but also maybe you might need to conserve your energy. Maybe you might need to do something very personal as well before you take a big venture out. And this is a great time to also do that as well. So according to astrology.com, astrology.com actually factors in is if you actually do the work and move inward. This is also a time with Jupiter retrograde where um, basically, you know, big philosophical theories and new philosophical theories kind of pop up for you. Now, a great example really came out of the woodwork in December of last year. So in December of last year, and for those who have listened to Sagittarius season, you guys may have noticed that I'd said that I was feeling very restless and I wanted to do new things. Like I wanted to go for, I actually thought of actually going rock climbing. Seriously. And yours truly is afraid of heights. So um how that would have worked out, I really don't know. Where that thought came from, um, I'm going to have to say that was a Jupiter retrograde moment. It didn't help. Um, I mean, along, it didn't help. And, you know, in the regard that here we are we're in Sagittarius season, it's rulers and retrograde. So I think I kind of got a double whammy of, hey, something new, fun and exciting. But then, you know, also the the calling that I was kind of finding with Jupiter retrograde. I think what was going on was that these outer appearances were coming up. So with any retrograde cycle, we get delusional and Jupiter retrograde was definitely no different in this regard. So um, here I am. I tried fencing. I tried all these new things like these new, you know, things that kind of helped to move my body, help me to work out. What actually started to happen instead was that um, it caused me to move more inward. And actually at this time, I remembered um, while I was at my desk, I got like so bored to listening to music all the time that I started listening to podcasts at my desk, one of which was the Astrology Podcast by Chris Brennan. If you guys have not caught the astrology podcast by Chris Brennan, please do. It's actually a really awesome program. But with that, I started to learn a little bit more um, about some astrological theories that I was not exposed to before, such as the Venus star cycle. And, um, you know, to learn these things within, uh, with, with Chris Brennan, his podcasts are about two hours, but you know, to know, to learn these things in depth very thoroughly while still working was actually really a great awakening. And for me, I felt like that was a great philosophical awakening. It actually started a process to where, um, now with the Venus star cycle, I'm not only learning more about it, I'm also wanting to observe you know, with what I know of astrology to see if I can kind of see what the host as well as what the guest of the, um, within Chris Brennan's podcast, um, were actually saying and to see if I can notice some significant differences or see, um, what is actually going on. I'm also, um, trying to do that with Mercury as well too, um, since, uh, Mercury is now ending its cycle through the zodiacal chart. And I'm sure it's going to be actually, I know it's going to begin anew as of January the 26th. 
sixth, excuse me. So it'll start it, um, his new course and his new journey through the chart. But, um, you know, again, kind of knowing what that means, what that looks like was kind of like my huge radical philosophical shift. Um, so with Jupiter retrograde, it's not uncommon for people to go through philosophical shifts kind of similar to what I went through. Again, these are very subtle. Um, it's like a little tweak in life, but it's kind of still there, still kind of pushes you. But some people may find that they might discover a new philosophy in life that works for them during Jupiter retrograde. Or um, other times it might be a situation where they were exposed to philosophy. They kind of put it on the back burner for quite some time. And now it's coming to the forefront because there's something in their life that's calling to them to utilize that philosophy. So um, that's also where Jupiter retrograde can affect us inwardly. When we, when we actually look within, we actually expand from within. So with Jupiter retrograde, with Jupiter direct, where we expand from without, here we are, we're expanding from within um, more than anything. And it's quite a radical shift. It's kind of a fun neat, radical shift in kind of a, a very interesting period of time. Astrology.com also mentioned that along with having a greater expansive consciousness really is how they phrased it. It's a great period of inner growth. And um, sometimes too, with that inner growth and the philosophies, you kind of look at your own, you're kind of recentering and you're kind of regaining um, your own directions with your own inner moral compass as well too. So you're seeing like what is right, what is wrong, kind of along the lines of with the greed. When you look inward, um, maybe that internal moral compass can help you when it comes to what's making you greedy at this time of the of, of the year or at this particular time. Astrology.com also notes that this is a time of course corrections. Um, and of course, depending on the house that it's outside of, it might even involve the law. You know, um, like what sort of the law will need to be enacted if if you're in legal trouble or like say that you are due for court, you're definitely going to get a little bit of a consciousness and expansiveness when it comes to the law, depending on which house um, Jupiter happens to be within. Um, you might learn a lot more about your case. You might learn a lot more about what's what um, when it comes to that unfortunate sort of situation as well. But definitely this is a time of course corrections, kind of like what Rachel Stewart Haas had mentioned earlier. So not being so quick to take up, you know, opportunities, making sure that you're reading the fine print, but also, you know, course corrections could be like, say that you are burning out at work, you know, how you can course correct to where um, you're not facing that burnout too much, or you're kind of, you're doing what you can to fight the burnout at work and, you know, doing your best work regardless. Um, maybe the course correction could be in a relationship you're not doing so great and maybe putting in the time and putting in that effort to make that course correction as well. Um, there Again, with Jupiter Retrograde, it's all about like realigning and, kind of almost like correct it may be correcting the mistakes that you feel are going on with the within life um, mistakes that have been long building 
And also, again, just like court, maybe even if you have not made mistakes, just course correcting and making sure your life gets broader and bigger all the way around. The last point before I get into Jupiter retrograde and sinistry is this is a time of misblessings. You know, when you look within, it's definitely a time of misblessings um, that we're not really recognizing on the surface. Um, the the misblessings are usually what's inside of us. So um, definitely it's inviting us to really do that inner work more than anything. So how does Jupiter retrograde affect sinistry? How does it re- affect relationships? Well, I couldn't help but notice that when I was looking at greed, possibly possessiveness. And I still have to um, admit that Jupiter is a very idealistic planet. So I do kind of look at Jupiter in relationships as being that of idealism. Now, it might not be like Neptune where it's like, oh, are you Jessica Rabbit and Betty Boop rolled into one? Or are you Mr. Darcy and Dracula rolled into one? Or are you Sir Lancelot here to save me? Um, You know, while there might be some elements of it, I think with Jupiter, the idealism is, oh, hey, your morality and your ethics are really sound. They actually line up with my morality. They actually line up with my ethics. Oh, wow, you believe this, 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 and that. So do I. I mean, it's kind of like blind, just kind of like blind idealism, blind ideology as well to blind idealism. Um, some people might even say zealotry um, in in some cases. I would say that um, this is definitely a time of possessiveness in the regard of idealism, in the regard of idealism. What I would recommend, as I do with all retrograde phases, um, really, if you are dating or you, you've met somebody new, they seem very ideal, take it slowly. Um, take it very, very slowly. Take your time with the relationship because, you know, for two reasons. First off, that person, um, you might, again, because we get a little delusional during retrograde cycles, we might be projecting a lot of what we want to see onto that partner. And in the regards of ideals and ethics, we might be projecting a lot of, again, what we want, what we want out of our partner that we're not really seeing what's really in front of us. We're not seeing the person who's in front of us and that that person indeed is their own individual, that they're not a mini me of us. They're not an identical me of us. I mean, how boring would life be if that were the case? Um, But I think also to move slowly, some people, the second reason I always say move slowly is that there are some people who do say and kind of act as they want to act. They want to kind of placate you in order to deceive you, turn around and deceive you in the end. Um, I did have this in a relationship where the guy, at the time I was studying Buddhism, this guy bought a, a, a set of prayer beads. He claimed that he had them for 30 years. They were brand spanking new. Um, he claimed that he knew Buddhism. However, it's it, it was as though he knew the SCI version. SCI is actually a cult, and you know, like that kind of um, disguises themselves as Buddhism. So he was quoting that and citing that instead of what I was actually learning. Um, he was. It's like he played the part of being a Buddhist very well, knowing that I actually um, was studying Buddhism at that time. 
And to be honest, if I had noticed some of the red flags, it would have really alleviated a lot of time and a lot of pain in the future. It turned out that, yes, he was placating me in order to harm me. And unfortunately, it was physical harm. So um, there are people that are like that out there where they will just placate you. They'll pull the wool over your eyes just to do whatever they want to do. Or they have their own agenda um, in that regard. So um, with that said, I just say, you know, just again, take it slowly, really try to get to know this person and really try to get to see this person fully. I think that's a, that's a huge, huge thing. And I just think above all, you know, when it comes down to relationships, I think this is also a time with Jupiter. So Jupiter direct usually in sinistry usually means we're trying to change ourselves in order to meet the ideal of the other person. And um, not only just to meet their ideal, but also to make room for them in our lives, which is a very, that can be a very beautiful thing when it comes to relationships. And it's a very ideal thing as well. I'd say with Jupiter retrograde, um, I, I think it shifts from wanting to change ourselves for another person to Maybe the other person in the relationship is inspiring us to change ourselves and we instigate it on our own. Or even better, we're just changing on our own and it's kind of a test as to whether or not the other person is kind of supportive of this change. Or if it's a beware and caution tale of they turn around and say, oh, no, I love everything about you just the way it happens to be. I don't want you to ever change. And that is a huge red flag, stargazers, if ever you should come across somebody who states that because, um, A, that's a very Saturnine statement. Um, or very Pluto sort of oriented statements. So this is somebody who has a very Saturnine or very heavy Pluto influence. And B, it's usually somebody who's willing to keep you the same so they can box you in into their agenda. So um, really, I feel like with Jupiter retrograde, it's going to be a pure, truthful period of time. You're probably going to undergo a, a, a heavy period of change, you know, lots of change internally. Um, but it's going to be a test for the other loved one to see, well, are they on board with me? Are they really, truly supportive of me? Do they really love me? And if so, if they really do love you and they really care for you, they might embrace this change and say, hey, this is really great. And they also might help to help you to steer in the right direction, or they might help you with this change um, and maybe give some recommendations that are helpful, maybe give you some advice that might be helpful. Um, but you will kind of see people in true, like kind of with, with any retrograde planet, you will kind of see people in their true colors at this time. So, you know, whether they're supportive and helping you out or whether they're not, they're just there to control you and kind of use you in their own personal way in their own life. So um, definitely, again, take it slowly, beware, um, stick to your own inner compass, stick to your own interchanges. Um, and of course the interchanges too could be something that can also help the relationship out. So like, you know, my personal thing um, with Jupiter retrograde was how to listen more because I talk a lot. 
Um, so really finding the people who are willing to support that, you know, people who are willing to give some pointers on how to listen a bit more as opposed to the people who just use that and just decide to talk and talk and talk and talk and talk my whole ear off. So um, again, um, definitely a period of great change, great tests uh, when it comes to the relationship. So stargazers, I know that this episode is a little short and sweet, but I do hope that this was very informative when it comes down to Jupiter retrograde. Um, as always, please feel free to look up at the stars. Um, again, as I have begun to read within a book called Astronomical Mindfulness, it does help you to, like if you're having a really hard time with all things retrograde, especially with, you know, Mercury retrograde or Mars retrograde. I know I've had some some issues myself. Um, it, it can really help you to kind of just really become more mindful um, kind of just take a pause, just take a break from all of that and to just really enjoy what's up there. Right now, it's quite a sight, actually. Um, there's not only the full moon or the moon that's basically still full, it's now going to start to wane, but also we have Mars near the heavens. It's actually way up what astronomers call up top. So it's like directly overhead with us in the heavens, which is like really kind of interesting. Um, so there's that. And then there's also Jupiter in the southwest sky. So um, whenever you can, check them out. Apparently Venus is also in the sky still, or she's actually in the heavens. I have not been able to locate her um, exactly, but she is there. Um, apparently she's there and apparently Saturn is starting to set, set above the, below the horizon. So definitely if you're able to get out, definitely, um, look up, check out those celestial bodies. It's really incredible when they're here. Maybe with Mars, you might even see it like go backwards a little bit, maybe, or maybe if you track the, the motions in regards to the sun, you might see that might appear to move backwards It'd be interesting. I would be interested to see if what you what you guys notice. Please let me know if you if you notice anything like that. But above all, stargazers, this is where we also get our origins with astrology when it comes down to the constellations. So definitely, like I said, feel free to look up at the stars. And above all, stargazers, um, with this retrograde cycle, please take care. Uh, again, if you're behind the wheel, please, please watch out. There's still people who are very, very accident prone. I've been noticing people have been acting very bizarrely. I don't know whether it's Venus's current position right now in the sky, being an Aquarius, or whether this is Mars retrograde or something else, but a lot of people have been acting very oddly, like passive aggressively and almost like smirking in their passive aggression. So be very careful um, when interacting with people, when behind the wheel, um, just in case there's like this last minute impulse um, and last minute accident prone sort of situation bubbling up to the surface. And above all stargazers between now and next week, be well. Until then, until then. If you have any questions or comments for Sandra Misek, you can contact her at either Misek, that's M-I-S-E-K, dot Sandra at gmail.com. You can also look her up on her Instagram page. It is at uh, Sandra dot Misek. Again, that's M-I-S-E-K. Um, you can also, for as little as $5 
a month, become a supporter of this particular podcast. Visit patreon.com forward slash seventh house astrology for more details.